It's time for the top four at four with LeVac and Gaz. Four! Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It is brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Gaz, what's the fourth biggest story? We're approaching that time in the offseason where people were wondering, what's going to happen for the future of the Tush Push? Or as I like to call it, the Tushy Pushy. The Philadelphia Eagles were the team who ran this the best in the NFL. Almost rugby-like play where multiple offensive linemen and running backs get real close, push forward, and gain the extra yardage needed for a first down. Troy Vincent, the NFL executive VP of football operations, was asked about this and what the league might do. Vincent said, quote, to Pro Football Talk Live, we won't punish a team that strategically does it well. Levac, what do you make of hearing this? The success rate being amazing, Vincent, I wanted to say later on, that maybe it's not a done deal that the tushy-pushy will be outlawed in the NFL. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm never a fan of, of outlawing a rule without like giving it a chance to get, you know, out-schemed. I, I would prefer to out-scheme a lot of these things rather than, than make and outlaw them. I think that this is one of those weird ones where – you need to see the injuries, I think. Like, I think it's the only way you really stop this because you're seeing teams do it. You're seeing teams do it differently. It's definitely a strategy. It's definitely got, you know, something you can you can run poorly. I, I think we need to see some injuries before they go ahead and just cancel it. Am I just missing a massive moment? Like, the block charge, I feel like, but that's not really, like, a team advantage. The three-point shot, obviously, I was too young for that change to happen. Somewhere our guy, 90s kid, is like, guys, don't forget they changed the rules for your boy, Walt Chamberlain. Wilt. Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain. Well, 90s kid would have said Walt, right? (laughs) And other rules that have been changed, whether it's lacrosse and Jim Brown, how you actually hold the ball and the stick close to your chest. We've seen dominant athletes have the rules changed. But usually it was athlete-centric. I don't see this happening. I don't don't know what else they can do. I love your take about the injuries because if players are getting injured, you have to get out of the game like we saw the horse collar. And I call it the five-yard bump on wide receivers and DBs. We've seen parts of the game change like that, but this is a very small percentage of plays that are being run. If you have an offense that runs 80 plays, how many times does the tush push ran? Three? Two? So, like, a play that's get run 2% on offensive plays and less than that in total game that has to be outlawed? And nothing, no rules being broken? Right. I think I'm all right with the history of the tush push continuing to roll on. I think, you know... If you're trying to stop Philadelphia, it feels like it's not fair. But realistically speaking, you know, go back to Madden. Some people say the touch push is a dirty play. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? Move on to story number three here. It involves the New York Jets. The Jets, according to reports, have allowed Zach Wilson's agent permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade on the way. That was confirmed today by Joe Douglas as he preps for his franchise's scouting at the upcoming scouting combine in Indianapolis. LeVac, we know the story of Zach Wilson last season, steps in for an injured Aaron Rodgers, and is very bad. Do you think anyone's going to bite on this? Is Zach Wilson really going to get traded? I don't think so. I mean, there's too many... Like, all right. Are you going to trade for him? Are you going to trade for Justin Fields? Are you going to trade for this one? Are you trade for that? I think he's going to have to get cut. I think they're going to have to cut him. I don't... Unless somebody's willing to go for, like, a low-round pick or they're going to tie in a higher pick. Like remember the um the Browns and the Texans? They traded for Brock Osweiler and they literally like it was one of those deals where the Texans didn't want to be the ones to cut him. The Browns trade for him. The Browns had enough cap room to make the cut. 
they caught him and you know if you if you did the math it was almost like they paid eight million dollars for a first round draft pick because they that's what they that's what they got so when they caught him they had to pay him eight million because when they caught him but they got that first round draft pick so it was okay it feels like if zach wilson was going to get traded he already would have been traded it seems like the cuts more likely than the trade because who wants them and at this point if you want a quarterback wouldn't you want a cheaper option? Wilson is close, though, because he is a first-round pick and he has not hit that second contract. And the re-upping on that fifth year because he's a first-round pick hasn't happened. But I just don't understand the value of Zach Wilson. So are you going to trade for him for what? You think he's going to be a starter? You thought he was a good backup? You think a younger quarterback can't do better than... I just don't know his value in the league now. So why punt on this rather than going to well, get a fourth, fifth, or sixth-round quarterback? But here's the thing. Unless you think those guys are going to are more talented or going to be more talented, you have to be thinking about Zach Wilson. Like, are you bringing him to your backup? You bringing him in the learn? You bring him in the fight? What are you doing? Okay, you can answer that question whenever you want to answer that question. But like, when I look at the draft, Caleb Williams, Drake May, um, geez, why, why, uh, Jaden Jaden Daniels, Daniels, Bo Nix, Penix. Yeah, after those guys, I don't know. I have no problem giving Zach Wilson a chance somewhere other than New York. So if once you get past those surefire, happy first-round guys, maybe you keep an eye open to see how long it takes for the tank to let loose and that, you know, that that just cut to happen and he drops and there he is sitting there waiting for you. You know what I mean? Like it's just it feels like one of those things where you know he's he's dangling, he's almost out, he's almost gone, he's almost available for you. It's gonna cost you a little bit of money, not a ton. And if if I'm not mistaken, Basically, they're going to pay most of the salary. You can give them lead minimum. I, I, yeah, why not? Take a swing at it. See what he can be for you. We'll go on to story number two here. This is actually a bigger game than usual for the UAlbany Great Danes men's basketball team. I didn't do the usual thing I set up with that, but here's what I mean by that. UAlbany takes on New Hampshire tonight. Broadview Center, 7 o'clock tip-off is set for that game as the Great Danes hope to figure out where their stadiums could be as the conference tournament gets closer and closer. Well... Here's a scenario that could play out for the Great Danes. The Great Danes currently sit eighth in the American East standings. If you're not aware of this, only eight teams make the conference tournament. However, there are nine teams that compete in the conference. NJIT currently sits at ninth. They're just one game back in the conference records in comparison to the Great Danes. So let's do quick math here. If NJIT wins out, they have UMBC tonight and Bryant on Saturday, and the Great Danes lose... UAlbany will finish last in the conference. But if UAlbany wins tonight and NJIT loses, they're going to the conference tournament. Now, it's likely that UAlbany will either face off against UMass Lowell or Vermont. Levesque, I know this is now the expectation of the Great Danes that getting into the conference tournament might be an accomplishment enough out of nine teams. I guess that's the hope, right? Just keep winning and hope you can pull the upset for Vermont. There was, what, four or five weeks ago? You and I were having conversations that they were going to be a three or a four seed in their conference tournament, and now they're fighting for a position, not where the squad wants to be, not where the fans want it to be, but still, the goal now is just get to your conference dance. I mean, it, let's be real. That's always been that's always been the deal, right? Like, it, however you dress it from the beginning of your season until the the actual conference tournament, it doesn't really matter. We've we've had what was it was it Monmouth a couple years back when we were still doing the old station where it was like. Monmouth is doing so good that they might get a second bid 
for the Mac. And no, it was never that none of that stuff ever happens. However, the season goes, good, bad, or indifferent, all that really matters is your tournament. That's all that really matters because if you win that tournament, you win that conference. And when you win that conference, you go to the big dance. If you win the regular season and then get smoked in the in the tournament, you don't win that conference and you don't go to the big dance. Since January 18th, and this was that conversation of where could Albany stay and how could it all happen, they've lost nine of their last 11 games. See how quickly everything can change. Nine of their last 11 going from a mid-tier team in the conference to fighting for a spot. It felt like a few months ago, okay, Albany is going to be here. Sienna's going to be there. And then that didn't happen. And then Sienna started to struggle. Man, it's just a tough year for Great Danes and Saints fans. Tough year for both programs that wanted to have expectations potentially being conference champions again. It has not been a tough year for New York Knicks fans, and that is story number one. Tonight, the New York Knicks, you can hear it right here on your home for Knicks basketball in the Capital Region, Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980, as they host the Golden State Warriors. Our coverage gets underway at 7 o'clock tonight. Tip off a little bit after 7.30 on a leap year edition of Knicks Warriors. LeVac, we're talking about one of the best shooting teams in the history of the NBA. Well, over the last decade, as more and more offensive numbers tell us different. But this is a big game. Even though this Golden State team is just three games above 500, this is one of the good tests you want to have as an expansion. Where do we stack up against what was perceived to be one of the best teams in a dynasty in the NBA? This should be a fun, entertaining matchup for sure right here on Fox Sports tonight. I... You seem negative about it. You seem concerned. I'm. I. I'm, I just. I just got an email that ticked me off. I'm sorry. Oh. I pulled the. I pulled the Tommy corporate. All right. I pulled a Jeffy. I pulled a, Je- uh, a presidential Jeffy. All right. I did. That it's my bad. It's life. I wrote this thing and I gave it to somebody who's really smart and, and better at this stuff than me, and then they wrote back and went, hey, "I don't have that. I just have the empty part." And I'm like, "Because yeah, I don't know how to use the empty part. I needed you to put those two together. You've had the whole thing the whole time, and you didn't do what I thought you. Should. I'm sorry. So." Warriors Knicks tonight. Are you excited about the game? No. Oh um, gosh. No. Well, because here's the thing. I don't think, I don't think the Knicks. I think you have to be very cautious about the Knicks until they get a little more healthy. Because even if they do go out there tonight, as 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 constituted right now, uh, Jalen Brunson had some kind of neck thing happen the other day during the game. Um, he is so banged up. I don't even know if I want him to play. Like I, I just and if he doesn't play, who's left? Um, so. So I think I think right now, Knicks fan, I think we got to take a little like little like you know, all right, yeah, give me give me a give me a thirty second to give me a thirty second, and have that thirty second to last like five games. I think we take five games where we hope not to see the starters, and then after that we hope to see as many of them as possible and we make a run at this thing. I want this to be like a one twenty five one twenty final. I want both teams to shoot like 55 and 58% from the field. Nothing but offense tonight at the Garden. Can we get a Jalen Brunson 50 burger? How about Steph Curry for like eight threes? That's what I'm hoping tonight. This is a wild sense to say out loud. Can we all do it? The Knicks are better than the Warriors? Ooh, that sounded weird out loud. Not, 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 not right now. We could. How about in five hours? Seven yeah. hours. They could beat them tonight. If they were all healthy, I would say yes. But if they're not healthy, the Warriors should win, right? Are, the Warriors are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, and, and since Draymond Green's been back, they've played way better basketball than they were when he was suspended. Like, there's – there's, and this this Knicks team, like, what's left of them? There's, they're, they're so banged up. So, again, I just think – I think 
Warriors been playing okay. Good for you. Go for you. Go for you. Knicks need to get healthy and make a run at this thing. Have you heard the stat about the Knicks of this season involving teams above 500 and below 500? Now, this was a stat when they had had 34, 34 wins that the Knicks beating teams below 500 were 21 and 2, and the teams below 500 was like 13 and 27 or something like that. So basically, most of the Knicks' wins have come against teams below 500 at, a, at an alarmingly great rate. Teams you're supposed to beat. Not above 500 with teams above 500. But this is a good test tonight for the New York Knicks. Uh, speaking of a good test, how about you test out how great you are as a husband or a fiancé or a boyfriend? You can do it with Lily Ooh. and David Fine Jewelers. Levac, March starts tomorrow, and that means it is the annual Lily and David wedding band event. It's going on March 8th and March 9th. Stop into the shops at Wilton. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, the family-owned and operated business, March 8th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and March 9th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You stop in. Maybe you've recently got engaged. Jake here in the office. Other people who might have done it on Valentine's Day are around it. It's the buy one, get one wedding band sale. Trust me, I know this from experience. When you're prepping for a wedding, any way you can save money is huge. Or 40% off. Whatever works better for you. Now, someone hearing this can be like, I don't know what works better for me. That's why you have Alyssa and David and Tammy and G who can walk you through this and bring her with you. I brought my wife Jordan with me for the wedding band sale because I was confused of the actual concept of what a wedding band was. I was. And thank you, everyone who explained it to me. Yeah. But she just like, I, I got my ring stop later. Stop admitting that. What do you stop mean? Stop admitting that you don't know what a wedding band is. Well, there was two of them. And like, I already got her a ring. She's getting two. Like, why why like, is there a second ring? I feel like. There's two rings. I just right. bought one. Right. There's the one that shows that she's off the market, that she's yours, and you guys are committed to each other. And then there's the one that says that you have, you both, now you wear the ring as well, that you both are committed to each other forever because now you're married. Now, like if you said, hey, wedding band, what is it? What, are they going to play the electric slide? Then I might listen to you. But when you don't know what a wedding band or a ring are, I mean, that makes me nervous. We're too. not here to judge. And they, I am. Neither will they. <laughs> Alyssa, they won't. I am. The whole crew over there. It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Stop in for the wedding band annual event March 8th and March 9th. And we stop in. Tell him, Gaz is talking about it. He was real confused, but he knows that you guys can help me. And thank you. <laughs> you you might be the only ones. Fox Sports 95.9 <laughs> and 980. Uh, Levesque, you've got this. I want to make sure I'm, I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. You're saying you may have found the most interesting athlete that no one's talking about in sports right no, now. No, no, no. Oh. People are talking about him, oh. but not for the right reasons. I think he's interesting for reasons that you guys aren't catching. Something's going on here. And I think this guy's as see-through as his pants. I'll explain next right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Hey, it's back from Mohawk Chevrolet. Just off exit 12 of the Northway. Love everything about Mohawk Chevy. I'm a big bow tie guy. I've been a Chevy fan my whole life. And it's just great to go to a place where everybody loves General Motors. They love Chevy. They love being a part of that whole family, the Mohawk family, from Andy Gelcher, Jeff Harridan, you know, Travis, everybody. It's amazing. It's a great time when you're looking at vehicles with people who care and want you to drive the vehicle that you really want to drive. I got ScarJo, my beautiful Black Widow Silverado. Absolutely love to death that truck. It is just, it's the vehicle I've been wanting to drive for as long as I've wanted to drive. You can have that same experience. I know some people are like, well, of course, like you're friends with Andy Galcher, you're friends with Jeff Harrod, you're friends with Katie Gattuso Duncan and Travis Horn. Yeah, I am. Because they helped me find the deal I wanted on my truck. I don't like any of those people. No, I'm kidding. I love them all. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, like, 
I don't get that special treatment because we're friends. I get that special treatment because that's what they do at Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive at Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Let's go. I was stealing that from um, McAfee because he has become my hero. Did you see what he did the other day? Not only did I see what he did the other day, I was just going through YouTube, going through some videos, trying to catch up on some stuff. And this popped up, this popped up in my algorithm. And I'm like, ooh, all, all the smoke. Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes. What's Whoa, McAfee's going to be on the show. I just watched the Levitard episode. Uh, I just watched another one the other day. And sure enough, even though he's on a two-week break, Pat McAfee, I like what they did, LeVac. They put a little teaser out. Then they put out the episode. Then they put out the reel. All the smoke. Up in smoke. I already botched it already. I think it's all the smoke. I think he had it right. All right. Good. Um, but he he talked about that that back and forth he had with the higher-ups at ESPN where it was like, you know, dude, I know you're the one trying to sabotage the show and all that stuff. Got right into it. Like, dude, just got right. Like, I don't know if he really has as much power as he thinks he has. I don't know. I don't get to listen to the show, right? I don't I don't actually, like, I like Pat McAfee when I see him on wrestling. Um, even though he and Michael Cole are getting pretty chippy all of a sudden. Yeah, um, what's up with that? The heel face thing they got trying to do? Yeah, I know, apparently. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things, like, I don't, I don't see all the content. Like I don't, I don't hear a lot of the conversations with Pat McAfee. Show, but I'm a fan of Pat McAfee. I like him on um, College Game Day, all that stuff. For him to go out there and just be like, "Listen, I don't have a boss." Like there's a guy who probably is above me, but if if I did have a boss, it ain't this dude that everybody wants to get rid of. So like, I just I dug it. Like I just he he marches to his own beat, and I like the way it goes for him. I think he's he's put his money where his mouth is. He 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 just he's willing to fail if it means he gets to do things his own way and i like that there's a little bit of naivete when it comes to pat mcafee because he's barely been in the media industry so someone who might have been in this as a journalist for five to ten years or a radio host or a television anchor might say hey that's not how you do things that's not how i came through the industry that's not how you handle yourself and because he doesn't know and he's setting his own trail it's like whoa 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 oh wait we could do that that was an option (laughs) I mean, maybe I don't swing the type of weight he does when it comes to advertising and views and YouTube and everything else. I'm talking as if you were a coworker, and I think in that same clip you're talking about, there was some jealousy of some people because he blew out SportsCenter. But this is a new way. And, LeVac, I don't think it's just media members and content creators, athletes, coaches. Like, he is setting the bar of, like, if if there was a moment where, like, Dave Portnoy was what people looked up to or if there was a moment that Dan Patrick was what people looked up to and Stuart Scott, like, this is the evolution of, what sports fans look up to and want to be. If you want to be in sports media, Pat McAfee's becoming this new era of, oh, I can say this, and it can be true, and I can do it this way. That's what that clip, all those six to seven minutes long and more, of course, with that content, that's what I took away from it, too. It's pretty similar to what you took away from it. So it's it's fun because, like again, like I like I like the way he handles his business. You know, you said, like, do I I don't swing the, the power of the hammer that he does. Is that because we never did? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's – if. The way people look at Gary Vee is kind of the way I'm looking at Pat McAfee now. Because if you told me now, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, a couple months ago, that my favorite sports talk personality, my my favorite sports host, both TV and, and radio, was a former punter, I'd be like, really? Yeah? You think so? Good for you. That's not happening. But I, I'm, I'm in. I'm a fan. So 
Oh, go ahead. I'm thinking about this with McAfee because you and I both like him. But here's here's what's very unique about him. Okay, just comparing him to other people. If you listen to this show, you might know Levac likes the Yankees and Raiders. You might know I like Syracuse. You might have heard stories about uh, Levac's weight in the past or my fanny pack usage and all that's like. You have an identity of what the show would be. Like Colin Cowherd before us, people still get on Cowherd about the Baker Mayfield stuff and the John Wall stuff and whether or not he's too obsessed. I was joking around with you like in the truck today about USC football. Like you have an idea of takes of people along the way of athletes you love and and personalities that you know that shtick is too strong, but takes they have. Well, that he's been on the air, and I'm talking both traditional and non-traditional for about five, six years. I don't know any McAfee takes. Like, I don't know. I don't know any. Like, I can't tell you the last take McAfee had. I was like, whoa. He really didn't know much about sports wagering, which became sort of his thing. But I don't. I know he plays with, like, wagers and parlays and stuff. Isn't that also unique, too? Like, you and I have gone through this together. We're talking about the medium that is. To have this guy become so popular and go to his bosses, and I'm sitting here right now telling you, like, I don't know any of his takes. Maybe that's the way the world has changed, too, that, the most popular sports talk radio host. I can't tell you his opinion on most things right now. Well, he does everything so conversationally. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that it matters as much, too. Like, I know people, like, people do pick up on some of it, whatever, but he, he conducts an orchestra that is his show. Like, he, there's, he doesn't necessarily have to have all the hot takes, all the opinions when he's got Aaron Rodgers on every week, when he's got, uh, you know, all the, the Boston Connor, all these guys running around doing stupid stuff. And Stephen A. Smith with a lead in. You got all the takes you need from him and everybody else on first take. Yeah. So here's the um, here's the thing, right? I love Pat McAfee because he's different, marches his own beat, whatever. I've never been a fan of this other guy, but I'm becoming, I don't know if a fan, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm a fan. But I am extremely intrigued by this individual, and I feel, I feel like at some point in our lives we're going to look back and say that is the most interesting, compelling athlete we've ever seen, and not for the same reasons the rest of you do, and that's Shohei Otani. Everybody loves Shohei Otani because he can pitch and he can home runs. I'm starting to really enjoy Shohei Otani because I think he's insane. He's I, insane. I think I think he is crazy. I think there is a lot going on in Otani land, okay? So remember the dog in the offseason? He introduced everybody to his dog. He wouldn't tell you the name because the name was a hint on where he was going to go and all this, all this weird little stuff. The, dog, also, the dog's just there. Also, there's just a cute little puppy. Just pops up and shows you Otani's hand like an anime cartoon. Just like, poop, look, I got a puppy. Like, it was weird, right? You can't admit, you can't, you got to admit, the, the dog... Thing. It was just weird. It wasn't like crazy, but it was different. It was weird. I actually thought it was photoshopped. I thought it was fake for a while, but it, it was not fake. Like a sim character upgrade or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, here's his his latest. So Shohei Otani, of course, he signs a gigantic contract with the Dodgers, even though a lot of the money is deferred. Well, he wrote on Instagram in Japanese, quote, the season is approaching, but I would like to announce to everyone that I have gotten married. Uh, he said his new wife is also from Japan without identifying her. He said he would like to uh, reveal more in interview Friday. Quote, I began a new chapter of my career with the Dodgers, but I also have started a new life with someone from my native country of Japan 
who I am very who is very special to me. I don't think this person exists. I think he's messing with us. I think he's insane. I think he's I think he's Manti Teo 2.0. I think we're gonna look back and it's just gonna be one practical joke slash no grip of reality after another from Shohei Otani for the rest of our days. Why don't you think he's married? I don't. I just don't. Like, he's such a secretive, weird dude. Why tell us? Why tell And then if you're going to tell us, why tell us and not tell us who she is? Like, there's, I'm. it's a vibe I'm getting. It's, it is, it is, uh, it's something he's putting down that I'm picking up. I think he is full of baloney. I don't think he has a wife. And if he does, I think it's like a, a pineapple that he's fell in love with at the supermarket. I think you've been hanging around me too much is what's happened here. Because that's, well, that's definitely true. Let's, let's not, I won't argue that. What's happened here is one of the most popular athletes in all the four major North American sports has gone to social media, has announced a massive life announcement. Hey, I got married. But because we don't know the name of the wife, what she looks like, how they met, how did it happen, because the details lack, you have now doubted the story, and you've got questions before you want to believe it's true. The, the Teo example is great. Hey, just because just because somebody posted something on social media doesn't necessarily make it true. I feel like that's not going to be the only time we have a take like that today, and maybe ever in the history of the show. Uh, I'm not willing to go out and say he has a fake wife yet, but I do like the idea, Levac, that you're questioning things before you have all the details. That I do like. No, no, this is this is, and again, it's just, it's something I see. Like it's just one of those things. Like, like you have one of the one of the blessings of of humanity is we were we were given instincts. One of the you know what the humanity's superpower is fear, right? People don't think about this. If it's not for fear, we all would have been eaten by now by something. But we know to be afraid of black widows. We know to be afraid. Like it's born to us. Certain colors scare us. Certain things, like yellow in, in invokes a primal fear in us like these are things that we have we, it is our superpower and my superpower my 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 lavaki senses are, are tingling i think shohei otani is either crazy or having so much fun making fun of us he he is the most talented catfish in the history of the universe the the wife is fake the dog is is barely real. There's actually four dogs that all answer the same name. It's like decoy. Is I'm telling you, we're gonna look back one day and be like, man, that guy was messing with us from the rib. He was playing checkers. We were playing chess or Chinese checkers. Uh, I have a clip. Actually, he's Japanese. Never mind. Sorry, that's rude. I didn't know we were gonna go in this direction. I had a clip here that I probably should have played before you started going on the Otani rant. Uh, hopefully, this sounds good dimension where journalistic integrity is thrown out the window. You've entered a dimension where Levac and Gaz will discuss conspiracies with no real evidence except what's in their own minds. And heart. You've just crossed into the conspiracy zone. I'm telling you. Wait, all right. If if I if you went into your apps right now and looked around and you could bet is Shohei Otani messing with us? Is he really married or is, or not? Like you're you're betting you no, know, like yeah, he's married. It's probably like plus one twenty. He's married. He's really married. It's probably I'm sorry. It's probably minus one twenty. He's really married. It's probably plus two forty that he's not. 
I take that plus money all day long. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy I could cry. I finally did it to Levac. All these years of the doubting Thomas, me wondering, I don't know. I need a picture. I'm not buying it till I get a little bit more evidence. I'm not believing everything I read on social media. It is finally rubbed off on you. No, it's, this is you don't agree though. I do agree. I agree that there's some questions to be answered and, here. And this is this is see this is where it's you cannot take credit for my conspiracy theories because I've always had them. The difference between yours and mine is mine are usually right, or at least there's a plausible reason for it. You're just nuts. You just want to fight with everybody. Little woke Thomas is over there trying to get people to fight with him. I don't think there's anything woke about conspiracy theories, but uh, some of yours. Yours and my conspiracy theories are the ones about we need more details before I believe something. So I will not. I will. I will go with this. I think he is married. I think he is. I don't know what to the, like to like a pudding cup. I don't know what the end game would be here for Otani not being married, but. He also, Why do crazy people well, do what crazy people do? I didn't even know he was crazy, besides the dog thing. And I, didn't, I think more so because he feels like a paparazzi-like athlete for our friends in the land of the rising sun. He is the most popular athlete we could now argue in, like, world. Like, we're talking, like, besides the football players across the pond, like, Otani's in this conversation, especially if he has a, ma a massive year for the Dodgers because of his massive contract. Uh, I'm not ready to call him crazy yet. I think that's... I concede that you can you can go down the crazy there's lane gonna with be, Otani. There's going to be something weird about this. Okay, I don't know if he's going to be Asian Kanye, where like he's going to start wearing a mask and the woman will be like basically basically naked in public all the time. I don't know if he's going to be um, Manti Te Sohei 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 Teo, whatever. Lene I don't know. Cuca's coming back. Yeah, it's actually where the same he person. got tricked. It's not all even right. a real person, or if he's going to be. Uh, Shohei Kaufman, where he's just having fun, Andy Kaufman style, at all of our expense. He's like, you know what would be great? 29 years old, $700 million, going to be in the bank over the next 10 years. It's pretty cool. I enjoy this. It's nice. Let's mess with everybody. You know, they, they went nuts with my dog. What happens if I get married? Oh, do it, do it, do it. Oh, I'm not going to really get married. I, I don't want to split up $700 million. I'm not stupid. No, I want to keep that for myself. All right. Um, Pretend to get married. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. That'll and then when they realized later that I was never married at all, it would be even funnier. I, I've, there's something up. I'm telling you. I want to place a wager on this. I want to do a, an inch show bet. But there's also really deep down a part of me that wants you to be right here. I want you to be right just because social media bothers me. And it's going to be a good proof of just because someone said something on social does make it true. Uh, I'm going to hold off on the bet. I'll pass on that. Because we had lunch today. And I offered for you to pay. And... I didn't end up having to pay, so I think you've already paid You're for such it. a deadbeat. What do you mean? You're a deadbeat. You want to do the bet? We'll do the bet then. I don't care. No, I just you, you, literally like, you're like, I think you should buy me lunch. I got paid like nothing today. I, get, I don't even get paid to be here. And you were, I was giving you a compliment. We went out to lunch and I didn't pay. If anything, I should be thanked for the compliment. How? For being a deadbeat? For making poor Boston Dan buy us both lunch? We said thank you. We said thank you. So I did. I don't think you did. Fine. We won't do a bet on this, whether or not Otani's married, because then we'll dive into legal stuff and everything else. This felt like one I could win. I felt good about this one. I, listen, you feel however you want to feel. Bum. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to thank your good friends at USX Pest Control.
Yeah, uh, and that's not a confident yet because I just realized uh, USX Pest Control is at my home today. I got to give my wife. Oh. Uh, oh, she knows. She knows okay. they're there. Yeah, she's like, "What's right up, now. Vic? How you doing?" Wow. Confusion about type of coat my son was supposed to wear to school today. You uh, stole your kid's coat? No, no, no. It was the chicken the other day. Now it's the coat. Anyways, okay. USX Pest Control can help you. The Platinum Package is what you want for your home to stay safe and make sure everything's going well in your home. Keep those uninvited guests out of your home. It's USX Pest Control. We know from experience they've been helping us through the summer, the fall, and the winter. And whatever season this is, whatever we're calling this now, USX Pest Control can help you. I cannot wait to find out what happened. Tim, Frank, Victor, who stopped by? Kristen, it feels like its own show within itself. My wife will tell me in a few minutes. Thanks to our friends at USX Pest Control. USXPest.com. Naturally, go set up that free inspection today. Play of the day coming up next, right here, Fox Sports Radio 95 9 and 980. Uh, hookers and weed. Hookers and weed. Hookers and weed. Actually, I got greeted by a hookers and weed chant last night at uh, Flock U. Oh, really? Yeah, Lisa was like, um, hey, where's the next uh, Flock U? And I was like, well, it's going to be at uh, Muddy. She goes, they have hookers and weed. And I go, how do you know that? She goes, well, I listen. I listen to the show, but I've also gone to hookersandweed.com and seen where it is and seen if I want to go have a little hookers and weed myself. And I said, well, you know, JJ hookers, Willoughby weed, lovely ladies, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe, you know, as heroes to the, to, to females everywhere being entrepreneurs and craft beer makers. Why not? Why not go enjoy a little hookers and weed? The ladies should also enjoy hookers and weed, you know, it's not just for men. That's, that's, that's not the deal. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Hookers and Weed. Cannot wait to enjoy some of that with you, LeVac. Less than a week from now, Wednesday when we're at Muddy's. Because we're broadcasting live, and then we're doing Flock U live. That's right. So that's a lot of time to enjoy like some Hookers and Weed over at Muddy's. Uh, check out all the places you can get Hookers and Weed at hookersandweed.com. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. All right. Um, I... I have not been watching enough college hoops. I, I I don't realize that until I see the dude from Indiana State. <laughs> That's when I realize that I am not watching enough college hoops. Like he looks like an SNL bit. <laughs> like he looks like a, like somebody else. Somebody went, you know, it'd be hysterical. This guy who looks like he should just destroy a rec league, who should maybe be your accountant, maybe be, you know part of the, the the analytics team he's he's doing work for indiana state for those who don't know robbie avila oh, i thought about- his name was was cream abdul jabbar it's such a good nickname <laughs> 35 points eight rebounds five assists one cross tattoo on his arm one pair of goggles and one lookalike for mclovin from super bad who was the um I don't know if this is what it, it – it was a different bit. Some uh, Dan Soder, the comedian, has a great bit about there's nothing worse than somebody talking smack to you and then putting on, like, swim goggles because it's just like you're emasculated twice. Like, you know, your mom sucks, your dad's a bad person, blah, 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 and they put on the swim goggles and they go away. Like, you just get worked by this, this big fella and then he puts his goggles on because, <laughs> you know – a legendary trash talker went to Indiana State. Larry Bird. The hick from French Lick. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, this is a salt lick from French Lick. 
This is what this is right here. I can't. I, this is phenomenal, though. Watching him do work is, is fun. This is going to be one of these guys, hopefully Indiana State's in. They seem to be yeah. locked in. I know as a mid-major, it's not always a lock because of non-conference and everything else. I could, If you want, I know we've got a, a few minutes here, I could bore you to death about how the Big 12's manipulated net rankings. I want to talk more, dive deep into that. But this is like Dougie Bucket's. <laughs> from St. Peter's with the mustache, right? Like, this is the look you want. There's a guy named uh, Simbular from New Mexico State who is seven foot six. Like, there are these guys who are going to stand up and be like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but you are becoming one of the guys. Sean Bradley was like this. Big country Bryant Reeves, right? Like, no, this is a different level. A different level. He's a different level. Media? He, looks like, he looks like he's the cool substitute teacher that comes in. You're just like, all right. Look at this nerd, but he's tall, so I'll shut up. And then all of a sudden, halfway through class, he's like, "You guys want to play horse?" Like, all right, let's go outside and play horse with you know, with with cream. Like, I just he's he's nerdier than all those other guys, and he can ball, and he can ball, and his game, yeah, his game is smooth. Like like big country and those guys, they were more power game. You know, they're not not very fast laterally. <laughs> the less goggled athlete. That's pretty good. The less goggled athlete I thought who was actually an impactful player that we knew about was Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker for Georgia. But he's a kicker. <laughs> he's a, a kicker. kicker. Right. Well, again, like when you when you the big awkward white dudes are usually awkward. This dude is not awkward. This dude is smooth, man. Some would say creamy smooth. I don't know. <laughs> Sweet sixteen. They gotta get there. The sycamores. The white shadow. Is, is right there. And a great TV show, The White Shadow, as yeah, well, which was also about basketball. Um, no, I, I just I just saw him and I realized I've not watched nearly enough hoops, college hoops this year because it's like I went from the NFL right to Knicks and Rangers, and then I just I didn't I didn't do enough time watching college hoops. I need to be better. I need to be better. I need to know more about this. What's this dude's real name again? Robbie Avila. Robbie Avila. That's the dude. I hope he's a Nick. I really do. I hope so. <laughs> can't can't wait. Um, very, very funny stuff. All right. <clears throat> Time for the play of the day, which is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Uh, together, let's drive Mohawk Chevrolet. They always go out of their way to please you. Uh, guys, oh. I, I did something uh, based on what we did at lunch today. So I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. I wonder if what you did at lunch today is similar to what you, me, and Boston Dan did today at lunch because we dove into it lives in the same neighborhood. Okay. I will say this because I have now I understand where you're going with this. There was a future wager placed involving Wake Forest basketball, which their odds have went significantly higher after they've lost to Notre Dame. UConn women's basketball and the Boston Celtics. If you use a certain app and bet on those three for, I don't know, $69, you could potentially <laughs> win a half of a million dollars. So again, the Celtics. UConn women's basketball and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, or as Levac has told me I'm calling them because of the recent nickname he gave me, the Woke Forest Demon Deacons, over a half a million dollars if you want to run with that parlay. But I'm not going to do a parlay for my play. I hit the Bulls last night. Not only did I hit the Bulls last night, they won outright last night. So can we find something similar to that tonight? Uh, Gosh, I want to go back to college hoops because I was doing so well with that. I kind of want to go with the... No. Okay. The magic is the play. The magic is the play tonight. Give me the magic tonight. I like them. They got a young core of players that are still in contention. I know they take on Utah. That's 
under 500. Six and a half at home. Give me the Orlando Magic to cover. They're playing some good basketball. At one point this season, they'll trot out 6'9", 6'10", 6'10", 6'10". They're massive on the court and young. Give me the Magic six and a half against the Jazz tonight. All right. Um, Three-leg parlay. You ready? All right. The Yankees to win the World Series minus, I'm sorry, plus 800. The Rangers to win the Stanley Cup plus 1,100. The Knicks to win the NBA championship plus 2,300. Um, just under $49,000 coming back Woo! on a uh, $18 and change bet. That's right. You know what? It's the year of New York. Title Town is back, baby. The real Title Town, New York. The Knicks, Rangers, Yankees, all going to win championships this year, and I'm going to get like 50K out of it. It's going to be awesome. That's the dream right there. A 50K parlay for your favorite teams to bring it home. That's what, even if you have a favorite team and you don't wager, make it more interesting. Put a big fat stack of cash on it. <laughs> Responsibly. Little, that's right. Have a little bit more motivation to root for your favorite team. Responsibly. Well, the Rangers won again last night. I mean, they're back to their winning ways. They took down the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. to one. And no, I've never, uh, I've never lived in that Columbus. I lived in the other Columbus. Everybody always wants to tell me, oh, Columbus, you like that team, don't you? I'm like, they're fine. I don't know. Oh, I thought you lived there. I'm like, no, no, I lived in Columbus, Georgia. Of the people who know that information that you were about to move to Columbus, Georgia, how many of those people actually still believe you live there? Because you're still there, getting people there to this for day. a while. Yeah. I was there for a while. A lot of people thought I went to Columbus, Ohio. And because, uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, until I worked in the National Arena League, I didn't know there was a Columbus, Georgia. I knew there was Columbus, Ohio. That's what I knew. Um, yeah, no, I, I still get people that will come up to me like, like a year ago, where were you? I'm like, Ugh. I was like, I think I was down there, or two years ago, I definitely was. But it was, you know, it was an experience. I learned some things. Still talking to some of those people today. You know, literally today. Some of them remind me why I left. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, 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 was, it was a different world. There's no, there's no doubt about that. It was a totally uh, and completely different world when I was down there. But uh, to, you know, see, I'm at that point. I want the Rangers to beat everybody, but to see them beat that Columbus, uh, the Columbus Ohio team, I'll take it. I'll pretend it was where I where I was living for a little bit. We can go after, we can go beat everybody. Anybody who has anything in common with, with where I've lived besides here, let's go. I just for some reason keep thinking about like, all right, Levac had announced he was going to Columbus, Georgia. You have a very active Facebook following, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to talk about this again today or ever today. I think that's the nicest way to put it. You what? We talk about digital all uh, 2024. What's your digital audience like? Where are you connecting with people who listen to the show? I would say your Facebook, which is not not private. I think it is public, but it's not a public page. Uh, it's just you. Be you. A friend. You be okay, a friend. yeah. You got to get through. You got to be a friend. Uh, you have some activity on there, so <laughs> that's why I think some people get pointed in different directions. I worded that very well, and I think you know exactly what I mean. And we can leave it there. If you want to I, I leave it there, we can with move it. on. I don't okay. have a problem with it. I during my journeys today, I ran into a pair of uh, Trump high tops, the gold sneakers that you saw featured on Saturday Live this week with Shane Gillis. So I took a picture of them, and I and I said, "Watch this, or hold my beer," and I posted. Finally, I'm sorry, my new kicks are finally here. And most people get it. I'm joking. Those are not, they're ugly shoes. 
I'm going to wear them now, but those are ugly shoes. They don't fit my feet. Most people, ha, 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 whatever. Uncle Vito, who I used to work with, and I learned a lot from at picks. Did the, the legend. Should be in the Hall yes, of Fame. He 100% should be. Um, he he did the puking thing. I know he hates Trump, so I knew he'd, I knew he'd say something. But again, that's it. We'll move on. Some uh, gentleman, we'll call him Alan because that's his name. He wrote on this. Again, it's literally a picture of the Trump sneakers. I, I'm not wearing them. I don't. I can't afford them, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, bro, this, bro, this, you can't be real. This man sexually assaulted multiple women as father and son of a mother. How can you support this man? That's a real question you need to ask yourself. He spelled that wrong. Any man that supports this man needs to ask that question. First of all, like as a father and son of a mother. So he thinks my daughter has a kid? Not sure. Okay. Regardless, it doesn't make any sense. But it makes no sense. Uh, so I, I couldn't let it go. I had to reply to Alan. This reaction cracks me up. They're ugly freaking sneakers, Alan. I posted as a joke. If you ever feel the need to question my manhood again over a picture of sneakers, ask yourself if my social media is a safe place for you. Uh, and that has 28 interactions now. Just that comment. <laughs> just that comment alone. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I, I get it. You like Trump, you don't like Trump. You like Biden, you don't like Biden. You like this one, you don't like that one. If you if you literally think I'm a lesser person because I posted a picture of sneakers, bleep off. Go bleep yourself. Get a sense of humor. Understand that there's jokes in the world. And don't ever, don't ever question my dedication to my mother or my daughter. Don't ever, ever, you are not worthy to do that. Especially this individual calls himself a comedian. Like you're a comedian. You should understand that there are things you must push boundaries. You must you must push people into a place of discomfort for good laughs. That's what you do. So you're not a good comedian. You're not even a good man. Cause again, you question my manhood and my, and my love for my daughter and my mother over a picture of a pair of sneakers, bro. That's what you did. That's what you did. That's how sad your life is. Don't do that. And if you ever want to question my manhood, do it face-to-face and watch how quick that question gets answered for you because you ain't going to like what happens next. That was off Facebook from 2012 to 2021. So I missed the wild, chaotic, crazy Facebook posts from people in 2016 and 2020 from both sides. I'm ready for 2024. Uh, That's my appetizer. I'm telling you. If I'm getting that on sneakers, I can't wait to see what's going to be on Facebook. Facebook, people trash Twitter all the time. People say Instagram is about weird people and just boring uh, people, like, you know, trying to do whatever you're trying to do on Instagram. TikTok is getting banned in countries. Facebook is just as bad because, and this has been the same way for 12 years, no matter what you put on that site, people will believe it. People, Catfish is a show because of Facebook. There are Levac posted a pair of sneakers having fun with one of our sister right. stations today, and you would have thought Levac had just joined as the vice president for President Donald Trump. Like you, relax, have some common sense, realize everything you see on social media isn't real. You want me to but hurt, I can't wait me, for twenty twenty four. I'm gonna hurt some feelings. I'm gonna hurt some feelings. I will vote for whoever I feel is going to do the best job over the next four years, and as it stands right now. It's a tough, tough vote. If you want to hate a guy for, for things he did, okay. 
all right, I love this country. So whoever I think is going to get us through the next four years in the best shape, that's who I'm going to vote for. And the fact that I'm going to have to pick between the same people I had to pick through before and they suck then, they suck now, it's ridiculous. Okay, that sucks. Bad ideas come from good people all the time and good ideas come from bad people all the time. My goal is to make as much money as I can in the next four plus years, have as much fun as I can, talk as much crap as I can, and if I get a chance to hurt people's feelings over a picture of shiny sneakers, I'm going to do it. And Because you've now shown me where your button is. I'm going to do it. Getting upset over sneakers. Over sneakers! And by the way, there was just a great bit about them on SNL. There was a great bit about them on SNL. That's what I thought you were going for. Like, you got so popular on Saturday Night Live, like, hey, we'll get the reaction on this. And then things changed. But we appreciate you interacting with the show. I don't. Okay. I don't. I I don't. I don't need Fox Sports 980 at WLFX 980 at the Jeff Levac on Twitter at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Yeah, and don't 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 come at me unless you're ready, because if I'm 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 doing I'm dealing with some stuff right now. Okay, I'm very very stressed out. I'm very I'm a very stressed person. All right, so if I'm a stressed person and you come at me with some of that weak crap, don't bring that weak sauce. I'll slap it back in your face. You know why I'm stressed? I have not started sleeping yet again. Ooh, the and it's it, look, it's it's partially my fault, somewhat your fault, guys. Why? It's somewhat Mike Quarta's fault, Andy Gelcher, Richie Sesnit, Belfour, property restoration. I'm so stressed out, I ground my teeth through a mouthpiece designed to not allow you to grind your teeth. Ooh. Okay, that's what I did. So now, poor Dr. Fred Dreer, the diplomat of dental sleep medicine that he is, yeah, that's right, he has a certificate that says it, that he earned, has to go and find an indestructible mouthpiece for me. Yeah. They literally went and found one that they've, they've driven over with trucks to make sure that it works right, and that's being made, custom-made for me. That's what Doc Drews had to do to get me to sleep good the way I've been doing it. Sleep apnea is a killer. Snoring is a killer. For, for Just not sleeping is a killer. Mouthpiece keeps my airway open. I sleep better. So as I get my sleep again, maybe I'll laugh at some of you weak-willed people who get upset over sneakers. But I'm upset about one, one apparel piece right now. That's my mouthpiece. That's what I'm upset about. I need my mouthpiece back. It's changed me completely. It has made such a difference, and I cannot thank Dr. Dreer, Lorianne, Ivy, and the crew at the Integrated Sleep Center in Boston Spa enough to help me sleep better. They can help you sleep better, too. Guys, tomorrow is Friday. Yes, it is our first show in Friday. March. The madness is officially here. This is our leap year edition. We won't do this for four more years. Do you, you think there'll be a lot of frogs here today? That was a joke for my son earlier. I'm glad you remembered that in the car right over because he's dad. Frogs leap. I'm gonna do. You know what? That was a good. That's good for a three year old. That was that was good stuff right there. He picked up. Uh, tomorrow we also have a very cool thing going on. Uh, Levesque, you will be welcoming our guests for the winners of the C4 Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge tomorrow in studio. Very champion. cool thing. Yeah. I is the champion. You can find out about Jaws the- is a loser. But I is the champion. You'll find out of C4 about the great people we were working with and giving that donation to tomorrow during the show. Yes. All right. Bye. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face, guys. Go get some sleep. You look terrible. You look sick. And it's Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine nine eighty. Guys, hit the button.